Your day has just begun. Yeah! But for DJ and PK, they're just hitting their stride. It's time for all your headlines from the night in sports. As DJ and PK tell you what's trending. Are you ready? On 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Yeah! Hashtag NBA. With the first pick in the 2020 NBA Draft, the Minnesota Timberwolves select Anthony Edwards from the University of Georgia. Who will be the number one pick tonight? Well, Kate Cunningham will. <laughs> but is it the right pick? People will come on with and have with conviction. that Cade's going to be the star. But you may or may not be aware there are other players who have gone number one, who have not turned out to be the best player in the draft. So I get there's conviction right now, but are they right? Ben Simmons went number one five years ago. You know, five years in, you can really start judging NBA guys' career. And there's still long, you know, a lot of chapters to write when you're five years into your NBA career and you're really good. But right now, would Denver trade Jamal Murray for Ben Simmons? How does that commercial go? No, 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 no. You got it. Right? Ben Simmons went seventh. Excuse me. Jamal Murray went seventh. Ben Simmons went first. So, you never really know. Now, the Jazz are drafting late. Five years ago, Pascal Siakam went 27th. Did the Jazz want to draft a project? I think the answer to that is no, and we can get into that coming up later this morning. Ben Anderson, Utah Jazz writer for KSLSports.com, will join us at 9 after Craig Bowlerjack is here at 8.30. Got conviction. If you think you got your guy, draft him. Because if you get a really good basketball player, you're never going to regret it. I mean, that is obvious, isn't it? But if you get a guy who you think you're going to have to develop, and you have to work two or three years, and then he can become a role player, that would be a win most years when you're drafting in the back half of the first round. Hey, this guy can be a nice NBA player. He develops into a rotation guy. He plays in the league seven to ten years or something like that. That would be a win. That would be better than most people who get drafted in the second half of the first round. And the Jazz have the 30th pick. So even if they get trade up five or ten spots and get a guy who eventually will be a nice NBA player. Now is not the time. Get a veteran who can help you win. You had the best regular season record in the NBA. The future is now. We'll get into that coming up. Pelican center Jackson Hayes was arrested in Los Angeles area early Wednesday morning after an alleged altercation with a police officer. This will shock you, but TMZ was reporting on this. The 30-mile zone, baby. Give me some celebrity news. According to TMZ's report, Police were called to a Los Angeles area home because of a domestic disturbance, and Hayes tried to prevent officers from entering the property. Fight reportedly ensued that sent Hayes, who was shocked with a taser, to a local hospital where he was treated for minor injuries. An officer involved in the incident also sought treatment. TMZ always gets this stuff first. Why? Because they pay people. I've been told by people in the legal profession in Southern California, they got them on retainer. Court clerks know... Here's how I make some extra money. Not sure what the pay scale is. But here's how you make a little bonus cash. Mama needs a new pair of shoes. Somebody wants a vacation. 
You get something worthwhile, you call it in, you get paid. Mike D'Antoni is leaving the Brooklyn Nets after serving as an assistant under Steve Nash for one season. He's expected to throw his hat in the ring for some head coaching jobs. I don't know if that means there was trouble behind the scenes in Brooklyn. Is he not getting along with people? Was there some clashing going on? He's 70 years old. You can get, he just doesn't want to, if I'm not a head coach, I'd want to deal with all the rigors of an NBA oh, season. So I was going to say. All the testing and the traveling and the, the thing is, the NBA is such an insular culture. Like They're not hanging out with their neighbors. They don't live within a 20-minute drive of a gazillion extended family members. So their friends, their social circle is that work circle. And you leave it, and then what? Well, you move to Hawaii like Don Nelson, everything's fine, because you got a grundle of money. So maybe Mike will be fine. But you always hear people say, well, the thing I'm going to miss most is the people. Now he's going to miss the people, unless he gets that head coaching gig. The G League Ignite is finalizing a deal with USC Associate Head Coach Jason Hart to be the program's new head coach. Hart takes over for Brian Shaw, who is joining the LA Clippers as their top assistant. Yach put this in there just so I could say Brian Shaw, former gaucho. Yach, thank you very much. You're welcome. I just like bringing up the gauchos. So that's what this is, is a stepping stone. Well, they've got two of the top prospects, Jalen Green and Jonathan. I meant Camino. for coaches. Oh, for coaches, sure, yeah. yeah. It's a Hart, landing spot. Yeah, Hart's going to be an associate head coach at USC. To what happened at USC? Coach. Is there anything I need to know about? Not that I'm aware of. Just an FBI investigation? No. He, I don't think he's necessarily Uncertainty. That. No, but if you want to, where's this program going? Sure. It's going sideways. What I do for my career, I want to go to the pros. Hey, Andy Enfield, so, I'm out. Bye. Yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't have the first clue whether they got zero things or 10,000 things on him. But regardless, or as PK would say, irregardless. Time for the next chapter. And, you know, moving around and coaching, developing, networking with more people, it's a good thing. So I just wonder if USC is going a little sideways, and now that the boom has been lowered on Arizona, when does the boom get lowered on USC? Or does it? That's a different set of circumstances. Maybe it doesn't. All right, DJ and PK. Hashtag NFL. I'm not a victim here at all. I just want to reiterate that. Like, I've been paid a ton of money by this organization. I'm so thankful to be a starter here for my 14th season. Uh, not many guys have the opportunity to do that. So I'm not, uh, I don't feel like anything's been done to me. There is, it's, it's a business. It's an incredible opportunity to play this game. Uh, it's a tough business too, though. And this is part of it. So I, I totally get that point. And that's, that's not lost on me. That's why I'm just going to enjoy this season like I did last year, have the right perspective, and and then make decisions at the end of the season. Aaron Rodgers, holding a long press conference. No one-word answers. Well, maybe there was. I didn't see every second of it. But there were a lot of in-depth answers there. He he let it roll. Somebody in one of the stories I read timed like, man, he gave a thorough answer to that question. It was like four minutes and 51 seconds. I'm glad I'm not the person who times NFL press conferences. I'm happy about that. I think what it comes down to is everything ends poorly, otherwise it wouldn't end. And Rogers said, point blank, he wanted to be involved. He wants to recruit free agents. And he wants to be involved. And the thing is, like, some players are good at that and some want more say and aren't happy when they don't get their say. And that can be pretty tricky. And who knows how that's playing out behind the scenes.
And he saw his time coming to an end. Everything ends poorly, otherwise it doesn't end. Hey, wait a minute. I don't have a long-term deal, and I don't have any say in the club. He basically said, it's feeling like a lame duck, and if I'm a lame duck, let's just move on and go somewhere where I have a future. I just don't think you can have that much of a future in your late 30s. The list of quarterbacks who've been really good at 38, 39, 40, 41 gets real short, real fast. But if he could have leveraged his way out and landed like Peyton Manning did in Denver, where he had four good years, two of them ended in the Super Bowl, one with a win, one with a loss, I can see why he might have tried to leverage himself in that direction. Cowboys quarterback Dak Prescott left practice early yesterday with soreness in his right throwing shoulder and was pulled in a precautionary move. An MRI showed a muscle strain in his right shoulder. He'll be treated and further evaluated on a day-to-day basis, the team said in a statement. When I was in college, there was a guy who was like 20, late 20s, 27, 28, 29. He came back. He seemed impossibly old at the time. <laughs> Greg Van Ness. And said he had uh, played college football and he admitted he'd just been kind of a vagabond, like four different schools in five years. He went to a school, he went to a JC, went to another school, and then he transferred again. Way ahead of his time as far as transferring. But UNLV, North Texas, I forget what the other school was. Said he got invited to the Broncos camp, and I kind of raised an eyebrow. He goes, and that's when I found out what a lousy quarterback I was. I was meat. And I played catch with him. He threw a football harder than anyone I've ever caught a football from in my life. It was a completely different game. It hurt. The ball was coming in so so fast. like, oh, this is how people break fingers doing this. My gosh. And I said something mad. He goes, now nah, I went to an NFL camp, and I found out I had a rag for an arm. He was in a Bronco camp. He said, forget John Elway. Everybody, all the backups' arms were 10 times stronger than mine, and then Elway's was 10 times stronger than theirs. It's like a, it's a whole different level. But the point is, you got to bring quarterbacks in to do the throwing, and that's what he was done. He said, I was getting cut from before the day I got there. But the Dak Prescotts of the world can't end up with sore shoulders because they threw too much. If everybody else needs reps in the offense, get some college quarterback to throw it because you got to preserve. Preserve and protect the stars. Saints coach Sean Payton expressed his frustration over the fact that star wide receiver Michael Thomas did not have ankle surgery until June. Though he declined to elaborate on why the procedure was delayed. Thomas, who was plagued by the injury throughout last season, expected to miss time at the start of this season. ESPN's Adam Schefter reported in January that Thomas was expected to undergo surgery to repair the torn deltoid and other injured ligaments in his ankle. But it was revealed just last week that Thomas did not have surgery until after he reported for the Saints' mandatory minicamp in June. So, while the Saints obsess about this, this is a warning to all of you who play fantasy football. Michael Thomas might be a value pick later in the draft. Draft and stash. DJ and PK. Hashtag college football. Big 12 Commissioner Bob Bowlesby accused ESPN of encouraging other conferences to pick apart the league so Texas and Oklahoma can move to the SEC more quickly without paying a massive buyout. I have absolute certainty that they have been involved in manipulating other conferences to go after our members, Bowlesby told Associated Press on Wednesday after sending a season desist letter to the network. In the letter, Bowlesby said ESPN is actively engaged in discussions with at least one other conference regarding that conference inducing additional members of the Big 12 Conference to leave the Big 12 Conference. 
Reports later indicated the conference referenced was the American Athletic Conference. Three things on this. Not two, Yach. Let the record show I have three things. Hold on. Three? Yeah. No. Okay. Number one, it could be true. I don't have any inside information. So I devolve to what makes sense. Item number two, the American Athletic has to be told to go after these teams. They have to be told, you're the American Athletic. You better go after these teams because they might come after Houston, Memphis, and Cincinnati, who are all members in your league. We've had Oresco there, Commissioner Mike Oresco, on, on this show. And, yes. Yeah. The Big East and the ACC. The Big East didn't go after the ACC. The ACC went after the Big East. Who plays football and who doesn't play football? Of course the American. They shouldn't have to be told. If they have to be told, then the commissioner, the assistant commissioners, and whoever's on their executive council are too dumb to be their com- commissioner, their assistant commissioner, and whoever's on their executive council. That's an automatic go-to. Number three. Well, of course ESPN did that. And of course, Bowlesby would know. Everybody's got their friends. You used to work with somebody. You had this job. You had that job. You stay in touch. It sure works that way in radio and TV. No people all over town. No people all over the country. Rumors flying back and forth. ESPN told somebody, and somebody told somebody, and that somebody used to work with Bowlesby or somebody who works for Bowlesby, and word got back. There's no way to keep that secret. But hey, a lawyer got paid for a season to assist letter, so that's a win. Texas A&M Board of Regents voted 8-1 to one on Wednesday to direct President M. Catherine Banks to vote in favor of extending invitations to Oklahoma and Texas to join the SEC. A vote on the matter could come as soon as today when the SEC convenes a meeting of its presidents and chancellors. That means Texas A&M has already licked its finger, stuck it up to see which way the wind was blowing and realized, hey, we're about to get outvoted 13-1. to one. So we might as well vote yes. Former USC star Reggie Bush will not be getting his Heisman Trophy back anytime soon as the NCAA will not consider reversing penalties or previously vacated records from past years based on recent changes to name, image, and likeness regulations that went into effect this month. No do-overs, no samesies, no observing the rules that exist now, back then. It's okay now, so it was okay back then. Not happening. DJ and PK. Hashtag Major League Baseball. The pitch. Ball four. Ball game over. Mullins walks down to score. Cedric Mullins touches up home plate and is a walk-off walk, which forces Mullins down to score, and the Orioles win it 8-7 to seven in nine innings. 1-2. Swing. There's a shot with a gap in right center field. Nobody's going to get it. It hits on the grass. It's rolling, rolling all the way to the garage door. Watch Jaron fly. Here comes a run to score. He's at third. He's being waved home. Here comes a throw to the plate. He dies. He's safe and inside the park home run for Jared Duran. Can you believe it? Wow. What wheels? 4-1 Red Sox. Bounce 2-1. Here's the pitch. And there's a ball. It's hit well out into right field. And that ball is out of here. Shohei Otani has done it again. That is home run number 37 of the season. That's a three-run shot. Angels take a 4-3 lead, and again tonight, it's showtime. Highlights from Major League Baseball, the Angels, the Shohei Otani show. Show up for Otani's four at-bats. 
or if Otani's on the mound. Other than that, the Angels just keep bouncing around 500. They're now a game, a game over. Heard for the Red Sox there. They get the win. They're two and a half games up on the Rays. The bizarro game of the day. The Tigers beat the Twins 17-14. Everyone's making Lions-Vikings jokes. That's an NFL score. Those are NFC North rivals. Tigers led that game 10 to nothing. And when you're up 10 to nothing, you're told, oh, just throw strikes. Yeah, so what if they hit a solo homer? <laughs> Minnesota came back with six in the fourth. They gave up eight in the top of the fourth. They were down 10 to nothing. If anybody thinks they had no chance, they score six times. They bat around. They load the bases and had the tying run at the plate in the bottom of the fourth inning. That is spectacular. And they loaded the bases again in the fifth and had the tying run to the plate again. Couldn't get a hit. Gave up some more runs and we're down 13 to 6 going to the eighth inning. All you got to do is throw strikes. First guy homers, second guy homers. Now you're gun shy. You don't want to give up three homers in a row. So you walk a guy, so you get pulled. That dude in the bullpen is out. Bring in, what did Kevin Costner say? Meat? Hey, meat, get in here. Throw some strikes and get us out of here. It's 13 to 8. Dude gives up two more homers, more walks. But that inning ended with a called strike three. I don't know why you take a called strike three when you've hit four home runs in the inning as a team. Two off the guy who's on the mound. What are you doing? Swing the bat. You're the go-ahead run. Swing the bat. Tigers win 17-14. That's a weird game. That is a really bizarro game. Washington Nationals didn't get to play their game. Four players, eight staffers testing positive for COVID, all but one vaccinated. Major League Baseball postponing their game against the Phillies last night. They had the Johnson & Johnson vaccine, one shot. Apparently not as good against the Delta variant. I don't know. I'm not a doctor. Yankees reportedly finalizing a deal to acquire all-star outfielder Joey Gallo from the Texas Rangers. The Rangers in free-fall mode. That's an easy choice. Are you a buyer or are you a seller? We're 30 games under 500. we We're selling. New York's left-handed hitters have struggled this season, ranking last in the majors in batting average. They hit under 200. 28th in homers. 29th in the hard hit rate. That's a new stat. 33% of balls hard hit. They have 22 homers. Shohei Otani. Well, he doesn't have double. He's not at 44 yet. But he's got 70% more homers than all of the Yankees lefties combined. Bees open a series against the Albuquerque Isotopes tonight at 6.35. Listen to the action here on The Zone beginning at 6.15 with the On Deck Circle pregame show with Steve Klauke. You want to do an Olympic update or not, Yak? Sure, go ahead. The U.S. just won gold. Suni Lee with Simone Biles out wins Olympic gold. So there you go. You want to do Olympics? I got you an Olympic. No, that's all I got. Okay. I was just going to listen to the trumpets. Trumpets are cool. What is trending is brought to you by Shamrock Plumbing. There's no job too big or too small. I get the personal touch with Shamrock Plumbing. Call them at 801 295 1690. That's Shamrock Plumbing. 
When do we get our Olympic updates? We're doing them like every hour. It'll be coming in five-ish minutes. Oh, good. You'll get a real Olympics update there. I just stole the headline. Coming up, Craig Bowlerjack, Utah Jazz TV voice on AT&T Sportsnet. He joins us at 8.30. Ben Anderson, jazz writer for KSLSports.com. At 9 o'clock, this is 97.5 at 1280 The Zone. You're going to help the Jazz draft, and you're going to do it next. What should they do with the 30th pick in the NBA draft? We will get to that next. Stay with us.